I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. How's it going? Going, well, going is kind of a sensitive topic to this week, but uh, <laughs> it's going oh all right. <laughs> oh boy. I, I, I feel like there's a backstory behind that statement. Yeah. Yep. I, I briefly told you that I had to go to the emergency room uh, on on Sunday actually because uh, so we had a storm um, Saturday night and I was going outside on the balcony just to clean up and I saw that there was a light bulb like broken on the floor and I wanted to step over it just to you know put the put the plants back in place and I did that but then I stepped back not really looking and stepped right into it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And it, it was bleeding so badly um it actually i had to, had to get like stitches like eight or ten stitches wow. on <laughs> wait so so yep, why was there a light bulb and, and you said it was already broken it was a broken light bulb yeah so we have one of those it's like a solar powered light bulb that you just can hang in into your plant so it makes lights when when it's dark outside they're pretty nice unless they break <laughs> yeah. unless you uh, step on them <laughs> yep <laughs> and yeah the storm just kicked it kicked it out of the plant and uh, it just broke so mm. uh, yeah <laughs> man so i'm actually on crutches now because i can't really walk on the foot and it's it's just stupid <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man that stinks um so did did it hurt it actually did not hurt that bad. I I thought I, you know, I thought I just, you know, jumped to the bathroom and just put a patch on it. <laughs> but on the way there, I, I lost so much blood. I actually had to clean up the whole apartment because it just didn't work. Oh, no. Hopefully, hopefully you didn't get like when, blood when in it, the carpet. Luckily, there were, there were no carpets. But when I made it to the ER, I actually like had like three towels wrapped around the foot, and they were all soaked in blood. Like the the doctor was pretty impressed, actually. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is that sounds like a crazy story. Did you drive yourself to the hospital? No, no, my fiance okay. drove me there. <laughs> that's that's good that you had some help because that would have been. Yeah, I probably would have had to call an ambulance or a taxi or whatever. But the taxi driver wouldn't have been, you know, like, don't bleed in my taxi. <laughs> yeah. <situation. laughs> yeah, it's not that bleeding stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that is that is crazy. Well, that's that's a memory you probably won't forget. Yep. <laughs> so how has your week been, man? <laughs> uh, my week has not been like that, at least. I, I didn't injure myself, so I guess that's good. Um, <laughs> uh it's been a weird week though it's it's one of those weeks I, th- I feel like i've had these weeks in the past and talked about them here on the podcast but it's like one of those weeks where like my brain is just like go 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 and i can't stop thinking about things which usually means that i don't get much good sleep um so yeah probably the last four nights i've probably been only getting like i don't know four or five hours of sleep and i just like cannot Ooh. fall asleep and uh so it's it's starting to maybe weigh on me a little bit i don't know uh eventually i i I start to crash (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah it's it's been an interesting and it's been a good week it's just yeah the the sleeping is not very good right now Um, because usually i'm pretty good at getting eight to nine hours every night um and uh yeah that's just yeah not happening right now 
So is it more worrying about the business going away or no i don't know it's it's more like excitement i guess than anything it's like ah, like yeah, things to think about and i mean i have some stories about kind of some of the things that were happening um but yeah just like thinking about those things like it kind of gets me excited and i just like can't fall asleep <clears throat> so yeah it wasn't too much worrying which i guess is good but but yeah yep yeah, if if you were kept up worrying all the time, I think that would be way worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would that would not be good. Um, yeah. So do you want to get into updates? Yep. Did you want to go first? You, what? Should I go? Yeah, first? you should go first. <laughs> uh, so I didn't get too much done once once again, but uh, I had one of those good thinking moments again which which i basically had like last or the week before as well when i thought i couldn't cue the events mm -hmm. um so so i i think i already talked a little bit about the traits that that true fans collect of or about the users and then for example in your knowledge base articles you can reuse them uh, so if you collected like favorite food or whatever of your users mm -hmm. just to give an example um you can then just insert the variable favorite food inside the article. And so one thing that I was struggling with because some modules need to have like uh, a fallback. Um, and I didn't really know how to solve that. So what I, what I ended up with is just, you know, you basically have like a field for the, for the actual article where you can use the variables or the traits and then a fallback field where you kind of have to write the entire thing again or paste it in again without the variables oh, and that okay. is obviously not ideal and there are situations where that is even worse like in the little overlays um and yeah so i just decided to take a look at how the editor that i'm using um handles those variable fields because it is actually a plug-in of the editor i'm using uh, and it seems like it's really pretty simple to just change it the way um that I would prefer it to be so that when you insert a variable, you can also declare a fallback just for that variable. So instead of favorite food, you can either just leave it blank or, you know, type in pizza or whatever. And it, mm -hmm. it just has a, has a fallback per variable and you don't need to really retype the entire article, for example, in the knowledge base. So yeah, that's, that's a win, I think. Um, and yeah, I can probably even build back some of the, <laughs> some of the fields that I had already planned. Um, yeah, and I probably, just because I thought about it some more and really wanted to make it better than just having an additional field. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like your front end kind of handles the fallbacks and then I'm guessing you're just kind of saving whatever that value is fallback or not to a database. Yeah, exactly. And the, yeah, I mean the widgets and the whole backend also, um, kind of have to look at the, at, at the fallbacks or the, the individual traits so um so if you know if you if you're on your actual landing page where you're using the knowledge base and people can search the knowledge base uh, and they they open an article and there is a trait set that needs a fallback mm -hmm. that's also obviously calling the database and checking like hey what's for this specific person uh what's the trait or if they don't have it what's the fallback for for that trait <laughs> yeah cool yeah, that sounds. Yep, that was that's, good. That's always great when you 
can like solve an issue uh, by just like thinking <laughs> thinking about it like not even yeah. looking at the code <laughs> like you're in the shower or whatever i feel like those are sometimes yeah, exactly. the best yeah it, it feels like it's going to be so much better for the users to to create those traits and fallbacks now than it would have been <laughs> yeah that's good um yeah apart from that i started redesigning or redoing the landing page um really just started but i'm pretty happy with the headers section and what follows there and it's just coming together nicely because i think it didn't really you know it, it lacked messaging <laughs> a lot so far uh and now just you know putting all the stuff that i've thought about on the page makes it way easier to understand what it's all about <laughs> yeah nice so this will you'll kind of be redesigning it to show off all the features and everything where i think before you kind of just had like a early access kind of like yeah page yeah exactly and again i'm pretty time constrained these days but uh i think for the time that i did have i got a lot done this week yeah i mean that sounds like <laughs> so a feeling feeling pretty good about it actually yeah that sounds like a, a decent amount of stuff yep for sure but yeah, that's that's probably probably about it. What about you? <laughs> yeah, let's see. So I have a couple of updates on um, the software side, and then I I did have. Well, yeah, we could talk about some. I know we've talked about some funding stuff. I was thinking about that again this last uh, week, so we could talk a, a little bit about that too. Uh, just as I I gain more information about kind of my plans for that um yeah so i think i mentioned last pod that uh there's this bug with like search um and i was really uh, really yeah. stoked to to figure out what that is and fix that um, because it's this issue yeah where if you have a single level of pages and in, in potion um, the search works great. You can find, you know, it finds all the pages and you can navigate to them. But if there's like multi sub pages within kind of a, a notion page, um, then it, it, it can't find the links to like the sub pages. It, it can only find like the adjacent or the, the, the single like layer, uh, below it. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, f I figured out what was going on there and, uh, fix that. So that, that feels really good. Cause that was, that was actually like an issue. I mean, it's been around for, you know, a couple of weeks that I've known about it and I've just had so many other stuff. I couldn't get to it. And then when I did try to get to it, I like hit roadblocks and was like, man, this, I don't know why this is happening. Um, and then, <clears throat> so yeah, it, it was just like hanging over my head a little bit, which never feels good when you're like, oh man, there's this yeah. problem I really need to fix. I don't know why it's happening. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it feels really good to get get past that because when you have something like that it kind of weighs down everything else you're doing even though you might not be working on that thing right away like or right at the time ah <laughs> uh, yeah I, I know the feeling yeah it's not <laughs> a good feeling um yep. so yeah it felt really good to get get rid of that one i guess I, yeah kind of the feeling is like when you don't know what to do um or how to do it um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's worse to have like unknowns where you're like, oh, I have to do this thing and I don't know how to do it. But once you, you have, you know, even if you have bugs and stuff, but you have kind of a clear idea, like, you know, I just got to get to it and I kind of know what I need to do, but it's, it's, I can do it. Um, 
so yeah, I think that's why I was kind of hanging over my head. Um, so yeah, I got that squared away, which felt, which felt good. Um, so that was, that was yep. one of the things. Um, so I, I created a system for updating everyone's websites. So, um, I think if listeners go back, I don't know, this is probably almost like 10, 10 episodes ago where we talked about kind of the updating system for, for Potion and how it updates every website. Um, and basically real quick, how that worked in the past was <clears throat> I would basically just, um, whenever there was an update to the, like the main like Potion repo for websites or for the website kind of like the base code it would then just like do a redeploy of every single website um, under potion and it would do it all at once Um, so the problem with that is that i only have one versal build which is building all the websites and so you can only have one build going at a time (laughs) yep i remember yeah (laughs) and so then basically if i if i made that you know, I wanted to update all the sites, all the websites would be on queue at once. Like there's no way to make like a priority inversal to like, Hey, I want to do this deployment and this deployment. It's just all would be on the queue to, to deploy. So then if any new users wanted to create a website, they'd have to wait for all the other <laughs> old websites to update, mm. um, which is not a good experience. <clears throat> um, yep. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what I what I did and kind of this new solution, because um, I actually because of that problem, I have not updated some of the old sites to like have you know the new potion magic and whatever features I've been adding to some of the sites, um, and so basically I created a new system that actually it will it will kind of keep track of the version of each website, um, and and like what version of the the base code that it has. And then when I want to do an uh, an, an update, there there's this cron job that will go on in the background, and I can I can change it. But right now it's like every six minutes, and it will basically just pick one r- random website that's not up to date, and it will send a deployment or, or make a deployment for it. Ah, and so got it. It's kind of it is a it is kind of in a way like a little workaround kind of weird solution. Um, or basically, I'll just have like a slow rollout of updates to the websites, one happening every <laughs> six minutes. <laughs> um, so, so what's up with the six minutes though? Like, how long does a deploy take for for versatile to finish? So I think they're pretty quick. They are they? pretty quick, but it depends on the Potion website. If the Potion website has like a gajillion mm. pages, it can take more time. Um, on by so what i've seen though by like generally it takes like three minutes or so to do a deployment um (laughs) what's that face you're making (laughs) you're like scheming back there (laughs) i was just thinking if there was a way that you could like from you you know how you oh my god how do i how do i explain that properly (laughs) Uh, so, <laughs> so in some cases, um, like cache invalidation, I think that's the same principle. Like in some cases, you, or you, what you could try to do is try redeploying the site when it, but that's also a bad situation for you. When, when somebody visits the site that could, instead of the cron job trigger a new, new 
built basically but maybe that's exactly this the point in time where you don't want to do that because somebody is actually currently visiting this site right um, <laughs> well <clears throat> okay well so there's two differences here in, in a way um yeah yeah maybe this will make more sense so the, the the websites do update like all the content and data whenever someone visits it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is just like the actual code, like the base code, uh, which can't be updated, you know, dynamically or anything. Like it has to be a new deployment of the, the website uh, with the new code. So yeah, and, and since I only have one build that can go at a time for Versal, um, I mean, eventually I'll pay for more builds just so that I can run everything smooth and stuff with the you know once there's a growing number of websites um but it's it's 50 dollars per build which is kind of eh, i don't want to pay that right now (laughs) (laughs) um so at least this works because basically the idea is every six minutes i can update a website and at the same time if a new user happens to like create a site their first site and stuff they'll they'll be able to fit their build in you know sometime within those six minutes so that they're not waiting forever for their their website to get built um is kind of the idea because because yeah there's no priority uh, so i couldn't (laughs) i can't push i probably should ask versal to to make this feature but you know i'm sure they have lots of stuff going on i think they did just raise like a 200 million or something like that anyways they the yeah the priority is set just based on which sites are sent for deployment first so basically just not deploying all sites at once allows new new people to get their sites in quicker because they're the ones that need their site to show up like right away and is there a way to figure out if if a build is currently running on versal i think there probably is that's probably yeah the next iteration of this is i'm pretty sure there's some web hooks that i can tag into like when a deployment finishes and stuff like that so that then i can yeah basically i can optimize when i'm triggering website builds and stuff like that yep yeah because if you pay just the 50 for a second simultaneous deploy i think then you could basically get away with your own logic like check if there is a build running already And don't push any of those updates to the to one of those builds, basically. But always keep that empty for the for the new new users signing. Yeah, up. yeah. No, that's yeah, that's. But yeah, I mean, it's complicated. It's more complicated than if you could just prioritize. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and and the good thing is, like, hopefully, I won't have to have the updates going on all the time. Like, so I think I just did it, you know, for the first time, and it took like a day and a half to go through all the websites and update them all. Which is fine, because it's mm. not like, you know, they have to happen right away. Um, and so then, you know, basically that's just on pause, and I probably won't update all the sites for, I don't know, it could be a month, could be multiple weeks before I, I need to update them all again. Um, so it's not like a continuous so, so problem. When when do you need to update the sites, like the base code of <clears> it? In, in this case, probably because of the search, right? Yeah, so basically any features that I add to potion like one of the big ones i just added was the sync block and i wanted everyone to be able to have that um so yeah any features like that um i do need to update the site but you know in in a lot of cases people that created their website a while ago it's kind of already done ish so they're probably not going to use the feature right away um 
So if there's a little lag time between kind of updating their sites, it's it's probably okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was fun. <clears throat> um, yeah. So the the next update is uh, support man. All this <laughs> crazy stuff that happened with support man. Um, so yeah, I sold support man in like one day. <laughs> So that was fun. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a lot like what you did with your previous project, um, yep. which is, I, I think, the best way to go about it. <laughs> Just make it happen quick. Um, yeah, so it was good. I'm pretty pretty stoked with the outcome. Um, so yeah, I think, well, yeah, it was just yesterday I tweeted that I was going to sell it and I just posted it on microacquire and uh I think from that I got like five five people from microacquire that were interested in asking questions probably like five people from Twitter that were interested in asking questions <clears throat> so there was yeah there was some interests kind of right away um and so then like 5 hours in I get this message from Damon Chen. Um, maybe you've seen him around on Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he <laughs> he uh, is the founder of Testimonial, and he kind of builds in public, and yeah, he's he's doing lots of cool stuff. Um, and he basically he was like, if I could uh, buy supportment, I would offer this, <laughs> and I was like confused. <laughs> And I was like, oh, cool, yeah, that'd be that would be cool. That's that's a pretty good offer. And um, I didn't realize that he was like actually making an offer. <laughs> I just we went on for a couple back and forth, like me just thinking he was like theoretically talking about like if he yeah. had the money, he would buy a support man like this, and uh, and then he said something that made me think, wait, is he actually serious? <laughs> <laughs> and so then I, I asked, and I was like, is this a for real offer? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, so crazy. yeah, then we, we kind of, it was really, really just perfect, perfect situation because uh, I know Damon a little bit. We've chatted back and forth in the past. So we kind of trust each other. He's, you know, he's a software developer. He's an indie hacker. And he's, he's kind of like the perfect person to sell something like this to where it's like, I'm not selling to maybe like a, a salesperson or someone that maybe doesn't understand what's going on uh, beyond, for the whole project. So basically the, the transition will be easier. Um, and uh, yeah, like we just trusted each other. So it could just be like super quick, like, like we know we're not gonna pull each other's arm and uh, try to like mess yep. each other up with this. Like we're just gonna like help each other out. And uh, so then we we like we created the document to sign. Um, and um, yeah, we we well actually yeah, I I missed uh, sharing the the price that we landed on. So we landed on twenty seven thousand for support man. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wait 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 
That is a lot of mojitos for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Wait. So if so if you if you assume that a mojito costs six bucks, <laughs> and I want to drink two mojitos each day, that will last me six years <laughs> <laughs> of drinking two mojitos every day. <laughs> That's not too shabby. Yeah. That that is that is such a good inside joke because. You tweeted about that and I just thought it was so hilarious how like you could tell like different listeners of the pod were like liking that and understanding what you were talking about uh, with that you would be getting the mojitos. Um, <laughs> so true. <laughs> if I only sip one each day, that's 12 years of runway in mojitos. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. Sounds like you're set for life. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, really happy. No, that's a pretty great price. That's a big multiple, actually. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm really, I'm really happy with the price. Um, and yeah, it was just cool because we were like, like, almost like watching each other's back. Like, I was asking him questions like, "Oh wait, so how does this, like, how does this make sense? Like, can you, can you explain to me why this makes sense from your side?" And then like he was like <laughs> working with me to like make sure I had a deal that I was happy about. So it was just. Yeah, it was really pretty awesome. And, um, you know, we had like tons of emojis going back and forth. So I was like, this is probably <laughs> not a normal like sell sale situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was pretty great. And um, yeah, so by, and that was part of the problem, probably why I couldn't sleep very well. Because um, then we were kind of finishing up the document, put all the the list of things that like I need to do to transition it over to him. And right after midnight, he signed it, and then I signed it, and so like basically in one day we had the whole agreement <laughs> done, done and down. And uh, then Sweet. then he uh, well the way we're doing the money is he's he's gonna he just wired the first 10k so he already wired that and then after we finish all the transition he'll wire the rest of it so yep that makes sense. yeah and, and then what the transition will kind of look like is basically we have 30 days um i'm gonna be able to transition it you know probably hopefully in the first week and i'm gonna create probably like an hour-long video like walking through the code base and like sharing how everything works um and then the rest of the month will just kind of be for him to like feel free to ask questions of like anything that he needs help with yeah, or whatever yeah. and i can help clarify things so that's kind of the plan with the the transition which which is really great because it's like i know like i mean even with coffee pass my last acquisition that i did like it was just like such a long process of like them needing that then this then that and it like <clears throat> just drew on forever where the transition is like, like you're still like a part of the product and the company for quite some time, even after they acquire it, which is not really the best when it's like, you know, you have other things to do and need to move on to other projects or whatever. Yep. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's, that's kind of, but it sounds like a pretty great outcome. Yeah. I mean, you got a lot of runway enough to, to throw at potion, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the plan that I'm thinking is like I mean, I mean that's the cool thing once you you've made money from like a side business or 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 your entrepreneurial stuff is like you feel way better about 
you re like reinvesting that money and some like it is my money but it, in some ways it doesn't feel like it it kind of feels like the biz like my yep. business's money <laughs> and like trying to make that work better um so yeah that's kind of the plan um to pretty much use the majority of it for for potion um to try to help potion anyways either for runway or you know, mojitos for you or something, something like that <laughs> is kind of the plan. So yeah, well, it'll be, it'll be nice to kind of have that, uh, ability to do that. Um, yeah. And, and so kind of that goes into kind of this, the thing that I've been thinking about a little bit that maybe you'll have some thoughts on. Um, <clears throat> I've just been thinking, and we talked about this a little bit last episode, but I've just been thinking more about like how to build a calm company. Um, and, and obviously like having some runway helps with that for sure. Um, and it was, it's interesting cause, uh, so Ernest, the, you know, the investor I'm, I'm interested in the most probably, they just actually changed their name to calm company. I don't know if you, you saw that. <laughs> yeah, I read that. Call Capital or Call Call Company? I, I think it's Calm Company. I'm pretty sure. Oh, all right. Yeah, I m might have misread that. Maybe, maybe it is Calm <laughs> Capital. I, that would that would make sense too. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I I I actually got they have like an Excel or Google spreadsheet where you can like crunch all the the numbers and see kind of what makes sense um for you and just kind of like it actually has like a comparable of like okay if you take some funding from calm or if you bootstrap like what will the the difference kind of look like and um interesting yeah and and so i can like crunch all the numbers and kind of like play around with some some outcomes and and that was pretty cool to do just to see like okay what could make sense here um but I think having, I think the main reason of like raising that money for me would kind of be to, I guess to in some ways not have as much pressure that uh, this thing has to work like very soon or it's not going to work out um, because I don't have enough runway or don't have enough money. Um, so I think basically raising that money would be because I, I would definitely be giving away a little bit. Like I could probably stretch it and try to just only bootstrap um, and and make it work. But I, th I think it would just be more pressure on me to that I have to make it work right now um, where if I did raise a little bit of money from them, um, I just think I would maybe be more relaxed maybe. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I was kind of thinking about a little bit. Yeah, I I think I understand what you what you mean. <laughs> I I think I kind of do and I kind of don't. <laughs> okay, what's the kind of it, don't? It's probably <laughs> Yeah, the kind of don't is that you know, you're 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 getting 2k almost with uh with potion right now. Mm -hmm. Um and so you you're basically building that cushion. Um so I don't I don't see how it would help to have a to have a calm comp like how how it would help to have the money 
to build a calm company <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well so the main thing is right that okay so in seattle um basically to to pay for expenses and stuff it's around like 10k per month is kind of like the point that most people are trying to get to at, at least in these markets over here in the the u.s um and so to get to that point, even with potion, like it's going to take some time. Um, and e- like, even if I went full time, I think it would take some time. And so basically being able to go full time and be able to start working on potion more. Um, and I guess not necessarily even more than I am now, but just like being able to have kind of that cushion a little bit, um, that gives potion time to grow to where it can pay all the expenses and do all that like that that i think is the main main benefit from from raising the money um i mean the other thing is i can i can i can raise a little mess less money if i want to um i think one of the benefits will just kind of having having calm capital in the kind of in my corner kind of feeling like I have someone else kind of that has skin in the game um you know they have like a mentor program and like mastermind program I think like those things will definitely help and maybe even just help my psyche as a as a solo founder and I think that could could really be worth it um so yeah I yeah I can see that like I can see the mentorship and whatnot that's definitely a benefit yeah yeah (laughs) So I think that as as well with kind of a little bit of the cushion kind of together just makes me feel like it makes sense um, if I want to build a calm company, which I which I do. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of contradicting to me probably because it's actually you're actually accelerating it, which is kind of the opposite of of calm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Like if you were to take the calm route, you'd probably be at let's say six k MRR by next year or you know mid next year or end next year latest realistically probably even sooner I would say but let's you know let's uh, <laughs> assume that you would get there uh-huh. uh, but, and you know then yeah I mean you're still not at ten k and you would need a, another year but that's probably the more relaxed and calm way instead of <laughs> raising that money and then you know having to i mean you don't have to spend more time whatever um but, but yeah i i think you need to have a plan of what you want to do with the money or or not do with the money i mean as you just described it is more like getting the headspace and still working the same amount of time on it <laughs> which is yeah. fine i guess yeah i think I think some of it would be like the headspace. I think some of it would be just like having optionality where <clears throat> if I, you know, decide I need some help here or there, I can pay a freelancer to do that. Um, I think also, yeah, mainly just the headspace of like feeling like there's not as much of a, of a ticking time bomb <laughs> that once I reach some point, I can't really just keep, doing potion full-time I th- and i think that's kind of the other problem is like the path i'm on right now where potion is a side business probably isn't very sustainable with 
I mean, even what I'm doing right now, like it's, it's kind of d- difficult with working at my, my full-time job. And then like, there's so much stuff to do for potion, just even with like little things that come up or support. Um, and, and, and I guess that in itself right now, isn't very calm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I just feel like that's not like, I don't want to do that forever. Um, and so like this would yeah that's i think that's a very good point actually so that you want to escape the the day job sooner yeah to be able to focus on it and you know not have that stupid double commitment yeah yeah basically <laughs> yeah that's that's kind of what i'm thinking um so yeah it, i i feel like it's a pretty good deal too um but but yeah, so that was kind of some of the the think the thinking around the the calm stuff. Um, I actually just listened to a podcast yesterday. I thought it was super interesting. Art of Product. Um, do you still do you listen to their pod? Uh, yeah, I'm just very much behind. Like probably a month behind every podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but they they just had a an episode where they had Adam Watham on. And all three of them, uh, you know, Ben from Tuple, Adam Watham from um, Tailwind, and then, um, oh, why am I forgetting the the, la- the third person? Uh, Derek, Derek. Um, all of them are, you know, they're all farther along in the journey. Um, I mean, I would guess that Adam and Ben have like multi-million per year businesses at least by now. Um and I think Derek's doing around 20K a month or something like that. So, like, they, they have businesses that are working and doing well. And they, but then they had this conversation around, like, why, why do a business? Why build a business? And basically, like, what are we actually gaining from all this? Like, um, which, I, I mean, obviously, they're, it's, it's fun. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're gaining a lot. But, the, but basically, what they're talking about is, like, there's still, like stress and there's still like you know the 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 reason a lot of people start these businesses is like trying to get financial independence and uh freedom and they were just talking about how like in some ways like at the point in their businesses they're not trapped necessarily but they're, they're needed like there's not like they have work they need to do every day and they have a team that they need to kind of help and um, it's not like they can just go do whatever they want. And I don't think that's what any of them want. And they kind of talk about that. Like they don't really just want to be on the, the beach all day anyways, but there is what, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there is like some stress with like having kind of the pressure of a business on your shoulders that like, okay, this thing has to be up. We have to maintain it. We have to, you know, fulfill our promise to our customers and it was just very interesting to me to hear, you know, people that are way farther down the line still kind of have those same kind of struggles that I feel like we kind of have already. Um, and it, in some ways it shows that it, it doesn't get that much better. <laughs> um, I, well, yeah, I mean, there's definitely things you can do with building your business to make it calmer or not. And that's what they were kind of talking about. Like, how can you build your business so that it's it's fun? Like, it's what you want to do. You enjoy it. And it's not like this stressful thing that you wake up every day and you're not excited about it. 
And I think that's really important questions to think about, especially like early, early on, like the decisions you're making really, really, uh, affect how, how that kind of outcomes for you and your business. And actually even like yep. just the idea, like the idea is such a big, the idea in the market is such a big proponent of like how much work you're going to have to do, how much like maintenance, how much like staying up late to make, make sure all things are, are green and go, um, just with the idea of like how, how important your product is and that it's up all the time to your customers. Um, or just like how many, uh, variations or customizations of your product are needed for it to like work in the market versus like a simple product, things like that. Like there's just lots of those decisions you make early on that you don't really even know you're affecting like how this business is going to look later down the road and how calm it's yeah, going to be yeah. or not. Um, so yeah, I just thought it was really interesting to hear them talk about that. And it was just making me think more about like, what am I doing now with potion and even like, how should I grow even kind of like with the, the funding kind of stuff? Like, how do I grow it in a way that is calm and not stressful? And, but then, you know, at the same time you, you want it to succeed. Um, so there's, you know, some pressure there. So yeah, it's just some really interesting questions and uh, things to think about. Yep. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty hard <laughs> to to end up with a with a business that you imagined when you started it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, be, yeah, because you don't really really know what you're getting into. I guess with Tuple, um, there is probably so much to do. They needed to hire people i don't know if they expected that to happen so quickly um then they're getting those enterprise customers which you know brings a lot of uh, new problems with it yep. um yeah i think derek is in an interesting situation right now because he is working just with Corey, i think yeah and so there's no huge team involved yet and he's good at all the different disciplines that are necessary it probably depends on where he wants to take it if he wants to go multiple millions per year as well at some point he'll probably reach the limit as well where he can't do it alone anymore yeah well that's the other interesting thing they're talking about is like there's this weird balance kind of where if you stay all by yourself like there's there's some less stress with like you know managing people and like having to help other people on the team make sure that they you know, just like all the the kind of team internal company stuff you'd have to do in that situation. Like you don't have to do that, but as your business grows, like it's just so much to manage as one person that then it's stressful for that reason and not manageable. Um, But then you're like, you don't want to just become a huge company where it's like, you don't really enjoy that part of it either. So it's like this weird balance of like team and size and yeah, how you, how you can do that so that it works. Um, um, the best yeah that's true i think you could only try like that's what i would try automate as much as possible <laughs> i don't think you can really stop the growth at some point anymore and that's probably like if 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 you're trying like me to stay solo for as long as possible you might still reach the point where you can't any longer right right <laughs> um, because you just can't stop the growth if it's started right and that's like yeah, then you probably need to make a hard decision on where you want to go. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, a pretty good way to look at it, though. I think, you know, for bootstrapping stuff could work pretty well, where it's like, 
it's in, almost in a way you don't want to grow too fast because that brings chaos. And obviously you can't yeah. grow too slow because then the business don't work and you won't make enough money to support yourself. So it's like you want it to grow at the right pace. And um, and, and you, I guess you do kind of have some control of that. So maybe you can control the pace a little bit. But basically a pace that allows you to kind of button up things as you go and like automate things so that it's just not all chaos so that yeah. <laughs> you can enjoy the work and enjoy helping the customers um, but still have like a good, a good business. And, and I think some of it is the, like I was saying with the idea, like it is kind of dependent on that, like just how much margin does your business have? Cause I think that's probably one of the biggest things that makes a business calm or not yeah. is like, if it has, I, I think it's, yeah, go ahead. So, sorry. <laughs> I think it's margin, but it's also like the idea itself. Like if you're in a, in a situation where you're just providing critical infrastructure or something critical to your customers, that is always more stressful and will probably require you to hire somebody if you ever want to go on a vacation. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like you have to think about that stuff from the get go. Right. That's true. Like uh, Derek was saying with Drip, just the way that business was, they were always kind of like, a step behind kind of what they needed to be. So whenever they had any new money or anything, they basically had to put it into hiring someone or mm. doing something like that just because there was so much loose ends and things they had to kind of maintain. And so they just didn't have much margin and that kind of made it stressful basically where if you have a business, I don't know, I think of, you know, something like transistor maybe, where they have a lot of margin, but it's just, you know, two people. I think they have a third person full-time now. Um, it's just a, it makes it a calmer business because they have that margin and they don't have to be frantically running around trying to, to fix everything or manage stuff. And yeah, so it's like, yeah, how do you get that business that has really good margins like that? Yep. Got to build an API product. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true actually <laughs> that's what i said <laughs> you know you yeah you know what you're talking about um i did think about it for for a bit to be honest because i do think api products you know if they are not critical they they do have some advantages and can be managed alone or in a small team for a long time. Yeah. I think what's so true about but that. They're also hard to find. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hard to find the right idea there. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I think what why they're so manageable is like an API is just kind of a tool that people can kind of turn into whatever. And you just got to get the API going. And then basically all the customizations that people usually ask for with normal products and like UI stuff that you need to build out for it and whatever you don't have to it's just like yeah yeah you just use the endpoint um <laughs> build what you want <laughs> yep yeah it, it's weird because when you first start a business and you know this is most you know indie hackers which makes sense is it's all about can i just get an idea that works that makes something that makes some money <laughs> that's valuable in some way and then once you get to the next level where or when you actually do that then you're like oh wait, I actually want this to be like a good business or a fun business. I, I don't want it to be a monster. So it's it's like this, I don't know, it's weird to get to that point to, to mm. even, I guess, think about those things. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought about that much, but I can t totally, totally see that. Like your your first try is just something that makes money. <laughs> yeah, but it could turn into an abomination quickly <laughs> because you really didn't have the experience to think it through. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably true. Well, that's pretty much all my thoughts. I'm probably going to continue to think about this stuff for a while. Um, <clears throat> and actually, so one of my theories, well, kind of theories, one of my strategies that I think makes a lot of sense with building a comm company is is basically keeping, well, I, I do think, you know, keeping the, the team count low if you can. Um, because, yeah, just managing a huge team, I think, sounds pretty stressful. Um, but I think the other part of that is, like, hiring people that are pretty experienced, that are, you know, probably more senior level, like yourself, um, that, like, you can trust. It's not, like, someone, like, an intern that, like, you're kind of worried for them to, like, get in the code and stuff. Like, I think that would be stressful. Like, having people on your team that you can really trust so that it takes some of that stress away, I think is probably the way to go with with trying to build a, a calm company and, and maybe that means having like a smaller team like maybe just a couple people or even two people um but having yeah like some of that experience on the team i think also is pretty important yeah that is such a big point actually so i have hired some people for the companies that i worked at previously and if people can take ownership and don't ask for permission to improve something or do something <laughs> that's already a big win i would say because it takes away a lot of the you know communication asking for permission stuff and yeah if they are senior enough so that you can just trust them with the most complicated stuff yeah that that's great <laughs> yeah yeah sweet yeah so i'll probably bring this up in some way in the future or when i have another thought about it um <laughs> Well, anything else that we wanted to chat about before we end it here? Let's wrap, All right, it. Let's wrap it up. Thank you, listeners, for listening this long. And if you have any questions for us, reach out on Twitter. And otherwise, we'll see you in another episode. See you next week.